Welcome to episode 50 of the Permaculture Pimp Cast, where pimp stands for permaculture is my passion. The only pimp cast on the planet where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Good. I can't believe it's episode 50. I know. Can you believe We've it? We've done 50 of these things. Well, we barely started. And if you want to get good at something, y'all, you do a lot of it. And we're going to try to do more, but we might try to do less. Maybe we'll discuss some of that. All right, y'all, check us out on the Fountain app where you can tip a pimp. This episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap from TwoOldCrows.com. Turn that, well, actually, actually, we were told wash the cat with some uh, Two Old Crows Homestead and turn that, uh, what was it, the feral cat into a roaring lion. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. That soap's going to do that? <laughs> turn that, turn that a feral cat into a roaring lion. Well, it's also <laughs> brought to you by EMP Shield, y'all. $50 off with the promo code PERMA. P-E-R-M-A. And considering what's going on in the news right now, we want to try as best we can to be prepared. Remember, stay alert, stay alive. Tip of the day. Focus on others when you're aggravated, y'all. I'm going to tell you what I mean here. <laughs> like direct your aggravation yeah, yeah, at just those people. Come down like a ton of bricks. No, that's not what I'm saying. Or when you're not just aggravated, when you're in a bad mood, when you're in a slump, when you feel like things just aren't going your way, or it's just you feel like things are awful. I've done this in the past. I mean, I've done a lot of work, and we're going to talk more about volunteerism. And it really is therapeutic. It's like when you pray. And I'm going to I'm going to keep it as real as I know how. In fact, I need to in light of all the crazy things going on in this world. But it's like when you pray, when you go to that secret place of the most high, like in Psalm 91, what I feel is that your problems, just like Pastor Langford, he was another pastor I once knew. Um, it's like he would say, your problems are still there, but you feel better. Yeah. You know, when you're done praying, you know that you've you've you know, you've laid it at the foot of the cross. Well, to a certain extent, focusing on others when things are going really lousy in your life makes all the difference in the world because you're always, I don't care where you are, you're always going to find somebody a little lower in the dump than you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, you may be, you know, you may look at yourself as things are rough and you're the cream of the crap right now, but that's how it goes. All right, y'all, farm news. Well, we got a little package. Well, we get a lot of packages in the mail, but this one in particular was quite enjoyable. And I'm talking about milk boy chocolate. Oh, I thought you were talking about the cat at first. Yeah. The, yeah, the, Kevin Frazier sent us some of that milk boy chocolate. He found milk boy chocolate. I don't even know where he How did he even know that existed? That. <laughs> it's not yeah. spelled B O I, but man, I'm telling you what, that's some good stuff. Yeah, that milk boy chocolate is good. Thanks that, a lot, Kevin. And he sent some uh, treats over to for milk boy. I'll tell you what, if there was ever a guy that should have a YouTube channel or any, I mean, he's yeah. one of, he is one, honestly one of the most entertaining. When I say entertaining, it's not to say that. I mean, he, he is a smart, highly intelligent guy, Yeah, and he can convey some pretty cool stuff in a very clever way. Yeah, So, Kevin, give us some thought, man. I know you got a lot on your plate like everybody else. Well, y'all, I need you to do me a big favor. I need you to go and check out and vote at that latest YouTube we just put up. Look, I can't. Y'all got to bail me out of this one, y'all. I cannot bear calling another pet some fruity little name like Ginger. 
First of all, that's that's not even the name that's going to get picked. I already know which name's going to yeah, get picked. Yeah, it's And it's Calamity Jane. That's the one everybody's picking. Thugnificent Agamemnon Jackson the third. You got to say the whole thing. No, Dad just coming. wants to go around calling the cat Thuggy. Yeah, that's well, all he to wants go, to do. He needs to go ghetto on these mice. That have, you know, whenever you have, whenever you raise animals, y'all, you're invariably going to bring in mice to some extent or another. So, you know, the cat, he, this cat was living on mice. Well, this cat. Another reason this cat needs to be called Calamity Jane because it's a little off its rocker. It's just kind of like growls a little bit. I don't know. I think, I mean, this cat, it's a, I ain't ever seen a, you put your mom out there and lo and behold, Ellie Mae Clampett brings in yet another critter. And I'm like, okay, you would barely get glimpses of this cat a month ago. You would see a tail jumping over a fence. You'd see this, you'd see that. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm coming. Well, I told you about that, you know, how the cat came in the house and all. Well, now this cat doesn't even want to hardly leave the garage. We got to keep it in there because supposedly it's in heat and I'm not trying to have a bunch of little baby cats. Plus, we're trying to nurse this thing back to health and it's coming along. We're only supposed to keep the cat in at night, but yesterday it didn't even leave the garage. It saw that it was raining outside and it just stayed inside. I'm about to tell that cat get the stepping because uh, ain't no more critters coming up in this house. That's it. This cat's going to go out there and earn his keep just like the greatest Pyrenees does. And that's exactly. Once, once we get it up to health, I mean, clearly this thing was skin and bones, but I'll tell you what, man, this, this cat will out survive roaches, man. It was out there. It had to be killing bull and mouse and everything else. And it's about to go back out there. As soon as we get him up to health, he's going right back into the breach. No two ways about that. I wish I knew where it came from. (laughs) Well, I don't know either, man, but it's, I, the vet couldn't even figure out how old it was because um, it is mal- it's seriously malnourished. I mean, he's gave it the worm treatment and all that. And I'm looking, I can't wait to see this thing get healthy because, I mean, look, y'all, if you live in the country, you're always going to have somebody. And we got story after story of people just dropping their dogs, which, I mean, is one of my biggest pet peeves out there is uh, these people that realize, oh, I had kittens. I'm just going to drop them out in the country. They'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody out there for will years and years. Yeah putting us up to it so this one here i don't know where its brothers and sisters are but i'll tell you what now i'm waiting what i'm waiting to find out is that on down the line somebody's going to come by and oh there's my cat no no it ain't that <laughs> no you better pay me at <laughs> it this follows point. mom around yeah like yeah, nothing you've ever mom's seen before. cat yeah yeah this cat well it's in heat and we're not going to have and we can't get it fixed until the doctor said he's not at all going to fix this cat yeah until he gets back to health or right. until it gets to health i'm not sure it ever was all right, son, you've been doing more. Actually, we were you were supposed to film me chopping down these trees to demonstrate some of the pil- silver pasture we're doing, um, dropping some mighty massive trees, and you're getting them moved with that machine. Yeah, getting them moved over. Right now, it's it's kind of touch and go because it's so wet over there. Like, I, I was chopping wood in puddles today. <laughs> I had to have the mud splashing up on me. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's... You know, it, it needs to get done, and we have got a ton of stuff to do over there. But remember, this place is going to also be a demonstration site, so we gotta we got to get yeah. this squared away. So it also means we're probably going to have to rent that machine for another month, I suspect. Um, okay, so here's another little thing we got going, y'all. We were looking at maybe putting a metal building down the hill. And I went over there, talked to the local guy who puts them up, and, y'all, I couldn't even believe it. I mean, like a 40 by 60... By the time it's all said and done, we're talking well over, well over. Um, 
I mean, to pimp this thing out, like if you were to put like a loft in it and like an apartment up there, we're talking like a hundred, hundred twenty thousand, and that's what the current price is. Inflation's only going higher, so that's a problem. But hey, you know what? We don't ever get anything that we can't. There's no way we're going to ever have a problem where the Lord doesn't provide options. So, son, do we want to talk about what we're talking about doing instead yet or no? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, so we're going to wait on that. So it's not going to be a metal building that's going up. But, um, like, look, I'll, be, I'll just keep it real, y'all. Like everybody else out there, we got more time than money. So the solutions we come up with a lot of times are going to involve more time than money. I mean, everybody out there is just, you know, everybody's worried about what's going on in the world. You know, Christmas, there was no Black Eye Friday because nobody was out <laughs> shopping. You know, all those things are going on right now. And we're having to find out that the Lord has given us so many awesome ways to go about getting so many things done. And multiple ways, in, in fact, some of these ways we kind of invented. I mean, um, or we've advanced. Things yeah. like the chicken tractor on steroids. Um, one of the best uh, pork breeders in the world said we can never re- raise pigs the way we do, and we do. So we've made a liar out of a lot of people out there, and I intend to keep doing it uh, with the Lord's help. We're looking at something that I think is going to be it. If we end up doing it, son, it's going to turn the whole permaculture world, farmsteading, homesteading, you There's name gonna it. There's going to be world. a lot of jealous people. Uh, I hope it ain't jealousy, but. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, from. From uh, colleagues, I guess. Yeah, I can I can see that to a certain extent. But, you know, also, if your friends, they ever become jealous, well, they ought not to be your friends. <laughs> so um, another cool thing is we were able to go out and do that video today, go hang out with those chefs for a little while and get, if look, if you don't watch the YouTube channel, you might want to check it out just for this video alone. If you're one of those people that is going, like, how do I approach a chef? Well, we did this approaching two chefs, didn't we, son? Yeah. Yeah. And when I say world travelers, y'all, we're talking like 35 countries cooking in these places, not going there necessarily as a tourist, but working throughout the planet. They come back here. You would never know it. Just looking at them. They don't look like your food network world traveler type person. Yeah. They don't have a scarf on. No, no. They're regular solid people. And good night. That jam she made your mom, everything she made, everything she makes, man. Good night. Y'all. What about their Thanksgiving? They did a Norwegian Thanksgiving. I thought it was like a fusion. It was like Norwegian and some Asian country. Yeah, I think it it? was actually Yeah, Norwegian and Japanese Thanksgiving dinner. And (laughs) you talk, okay. So I'm going to say jealous. Yeah. So I don't even know what half that was, but man, it looked I was all about that. But anyway, we were able to also put Jack Spearco's t-shirt. Folks, if you're looking to do this, that is a t-shirt you want. A collared t-shirt that says carbon capturing compost, okay? And I basically, if, if you paid attention, we've talked about how to go about doing this. And I'm learning new things all the time. Many thanks to a lot of y'all out there who are saying, hey, I came up with this way. Or Kentucky, Kentucky Sustainable um, Agriculture. Uh, Jason over there. I hope I got that right. No, Kentucky sustainable living, I think. Okay. Yeah. Jason over there. I mean, I got to say, man, Shelly hit me up about it. Uh, Shelly from two old crows. And then Jason hit me up and I got to say, man, that put all kinds of wind in my sails when I'm seeing people out there taking whatever we did, put a twist on it and then it make it even better. And they seem Mm -hmm. to do that with every single thing they put their hands on. And man, it just gives me such joy. But also somebody like Jack Spearco, says, okay, 
instead of just having a collared shirt, let's put something on it that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So he adds to it. So that's exactly what I was hoping would happen with everything we do where somebody says, hey, you thought about tweaking it this way? It's going to make it work better. Eric is exceptional at doing that yeah. where he could say, it's so much easier to do when it's somebody on the outside looking in. Um, and I'm talking everything, y'all. This is why you don't, you'd never want to design your own place unless you can look at everything dispassionately. You always want an outside person to come in there and take a look at that because you're always going to be too close. And that's exactly what's happened. When we expose this stuff, people have tried it and said, hey, I've done this. It works a little bit better. Jason at Kentucky Sustainable Living, he had a couple of issues, worked it out, got it figured out. It was something I couldn't help him with from here, but he worked it out and then took what we're doing and then brought it to a whole new level. If you're looking for him on YouTube, Google uh, Chicken Tractor on Meth. You ain't going to find but one video on that one. <laughs> There's only one guy doing the Chicken Garon Tractor on tea. Meth. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was really, that's that's really been awesome to see all that stuff develop. But we're going to have way more of that stuff in the future. Because right now, I got to be honest, if I'm looking around, I was talking to Danny. I, I told y'all I was talking to Danny and Wanda. Me and Michelle were talking to Danny and Miss Wanda down there at Deep South. Comparing notes, just seeing how they're doing because they're friends and they're good people. And honestly, one of the most formidable permaculture designers and homesteaders, I think, on planet Earth. In fact, I've said it before. I think Danny, if I had to pick one place that's number one, um, Deep South Homestead. And everybody else is fighting out for second place. I really believe that. But even Danny, one of his last videos was like, man, everybody is being stagnant. I talked to Danny. I talked to a number of other people of, um, and I don't want to say their names because I didn't, but I know them well and they didn't give me leave to use. But if I said their names on this podcast, I guarantee you'd know who they are. All of them, myself, them, everybody, anybody who's doing anything worthwhile for the most part, unless you're selling fear or anxiety, you are being suppressed at a time when Joel Salatin said we are having a homesteading tsunami. Yeah. So my point, well, let me add another point to this, that we're even seeing weird things go on with our banking, with everything. And if this thing is going to grow, this podcast, it's not going to be because it's not organically. People are going to see the responses and please leave them. Please put yeah. your review. Go over to iTunes. Put it over there too. Even if you've done it in another platform, bring it over to iTunes as well. Um, more trying to figure out this experiment and see exactly how they're playing these games homesteading pastor talk to him i mean everybody is creeping along at a time where more people are seeking this information at no other time in human history so unless you're playing that game we know that we're being suppressed so the number one ways around this is part of why we started this podcast you got people like doug hagman yeah from the hagman report i mean really good news um program from a christian perspective and um he just got bumped off of Patreon. I need yeah. to tell Danny and Wanda about that. Just because he had a differing, just because of he had something to say about January 6th, bam, kicked off of Patreon. So we got to even start our own platforms. That's why we're on Brighton also. Is it even amazing that they did that right now, considering everything that's going on with Twitter and Elon Musk? I would think that every social media platform would be on their toes right now. You would think because now all of a sudden there are overtures put out there saying, oh, let's look into Google. Let's look into uh, YouTube. Let's check out all this stuff. Yeah, and go if ahead that, and check out Meta. Well, <laughs> See all the stuff going on with Meta. Well, it's all, they're only ramping down even more in these other platforms and it's going to get worse. And honestly, 
the more these people, the powers that shouldn't be, I mean, yeah, you got Elon Musk and some of the others out there dropping bombs. Um, you know, but you have, you've had other people for the longest time already talking about it. Like for example, everybody goes on about Edward Snowden. I don't mean to take this sidetrack, but I gotta, I gotta say it. Edward Snowden. Okay. Did a lot of awesome stuff, right? Well, what about guys like J. Kirk Wiebe came out before Edward Snowden dropped twice as much information. What about people like Bill Benny, number two at the NSA, dropped infinitely more information and still does. Really good documentary on him. I can't think of the name right now. Um, a number of others, I mean, a couple of which I've actually, when I was doing terrestrial radio, I've actually talked to um, uh, Andrew uh, Corbett, James Corbett, about these people when he came out and blew the whistle on a lot of this stuff. Well, you hear about, you hear about, uh, the guy who's who's the one I said over in Russia, Snowden. Uh, Snowden. Everybody knows about him, but where? What about all these other whistleblowers that had a much higher rank than Snowden? They dropped ten times more information, but you haven't heard about them. In fact, I dare say many of you have never heard those names until you heard them right now. So now all of a sudden we got Elon Musk dropping bombs. Yeah, he's providing the receipts, but a lot of other people were already dropping the bombs. Doug Hagman. Being one of them. Yep. And now he's taken off. Right. So that's why people like Mike Adams over at uh, Brighteon have created that platform for that reason. And folks, we're going to have to do that. In fact, we're thinking about our Patreon. We've been actually talking about it for a while. Yeah. Moving it to our website where we can say anything we want and just host it there. We're, we're going to have to find ways to get out of this box, y'all. I know that right now this is a platform. These are the areas we have to use. But we got to start looking at some serious stuff otherwise because I'm telling you, the hammer is coming down in so many different ways. But like I say all the time, not given to a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. All right, well, more farm news. I didn't mean to go on about that so long. <laughs> but, um, well, we had a guy come out. Now, this is this is probably really, really good, important news for a lot of you out there. Yeah. So I was down at the farm store the other day walking out of there. And it's funny how the Lord just puts the, just what you need in the right path because I've been dreading trying to troubleshoot this freezer, thinking, okay, you know, it's got so many electronic gadgets on there. I am an electrician, but I'm thinking at the end of the day, probably going to have to take it in, get repaired, and then they're going to charge me. I've been down this road before, and what they charge you is insanity. What they are charging is unbelievable. Well, I'm leaving Smiley's uh, farm store the other day, and uh, won't be going to Tractor Supply, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going out of there, and right there on the door has those little things where you tear off the bottom of it, has a phone number on it. Yeah. It says, look, you got any problems with any appliance in your house, I guarantee I can fix it. So I'm like, okay, I'll give this old boy a call. Called him and picks up the phone, and I'm like, okay, I, man, I wish I had the name of his uh, outfit right now if you're in the area. I can't think of it. I have to make sure to do that next time. Anyway, he says, yeah, be there tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Calls me up at about 9.45, says, hey, my uh, earlier appointment dropped off. You want me to drop by early? I'm like, come on. <laughs> he gets over here, fixes not only that one freezer that went completely out. Yeah. In the process, showed me how to do it. So he says, okay, here's what you do. Here's how you troubleshoot this. And because I already speak electrical language, not refrigeration and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay. So basically the um, the thing that thaws or takes the humidity out of the air, it crapped out. So I know exactly how to deal with it next time. And then he walks over to the freezer. Well, the refrigerator freezer 
Yeah. Um, you know, like a regular fridge you got like in the a house. regular setup. Yeah, so we use we got that out in the garage. I mean, he didn't take but two seconds looking at it. Says, "Okay, I know exactly what's wrong. Um, you got this, this, and this. Here's how you go about troubleshooting it." And then, point being, when I've priced this before, just to have that freezer taken care of, we're talking on the low end, maybe five hundred bucks. Man, my man did both of them for two hundred and thirty bucks. I tipped him and gave him honey on top of it, and I said, <laughs> "Dude, I will be calling you back." So I also asked him. I said, "Well, I imagine you're pretty busy." He says, "Yeah." Says I ain't fixing these old these ones that are twenty years old typically, unless it's putting new seals in it. Uh-huh. He said it's them ones that just came out over the last decade. Yeah, I believe it. That's what he's having to fix. He's like compressors going out, all this and that. He's sitting there saying no. I mean, he's a, you know this is a guy that repairs his stuff. Was he asking why we had so many? Did he, did nah, he ask this, that? He didn't ask too many questions, man. <laughs> he just wanted to get his work done. You know, he showed me a couple of things, and then it's like. He was trying to get done. I know what it's like as a craftsman, man. You never want anybody just standing there bird-dogging you, looking at you. So I'm trying to be as respectful as I can. But at the same time, you know, he's asking me, hey, you got – I mean, the dude came up in a – like a Prius or something well, like no, that. Well, like no, it was like a car kind of like that. It yeah. wasn't a Prius. It was like a Nissan or something. I'm thinking, man, when I looked at this thing, I'm like, oh, man, come on, man. What kind of Cracker Jack stuff is this? He ain't got no service truck, nothing. Well, looks can be deceiving. And my man came out here, got it all fixed, showed me how to do it, says, okay, I'll give you a warranty on this thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm growing a mullet like him. Yeah, man. He was, <laughs> but you know, here he is working out of his car, but you know, maybe when you need repairs done, like something like this, because I know a lot of other freezers and cause people reached out when I talked about yeah. it before, go to Craigslist. There's probably some traveling old boy in your neighborhood. He lives in town, son. I mean, oh, he really? lives in town. Yeah. And, um, just look up is. like appliance repair or something yeah, like that. Yeah, my man fixed a fridge and the freezer for 230 bucks. Wow. When just to have that freezer done any other place, it would have been 500 bucks. And you know what? Like he said, he can out-compete. Well, he didn't say that, but I mean, he kind of implied it. That he can out-compete anybody else because he's working out of his car. Yeah. He ain't got a you know brick and mortars building that he's got to look after. So, well, you know. I mean, his own, the one he's living in, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if you if you um if you live anywhere near in Western North Carolina, man, I, you know what? I'll have to look at his name up during the break, but he is definitely definitely somebody you're going to want to check out. And he said, I mean, he's been doing this forever in a day, but he's got himself a little cottage business where this is pretty much all he does is look after. I said, "Well, you do like, you know, walk-in refrigerators and stuff like that?" He says, "No, all I do he says, I stay plenty busy just doing what I got right here. And the name is Southern Appliance. And his name is Lester. Um, I, I guess I better not give, give away his last name. If anybody wants to get a hold of this old boy, um, I got his contact number. I don't know if he'd be. Well, well they could probably find it if they just looked up Southern Appliance. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think he's got a brick and mortar, man. He was working out of his. It's like word of mouth for the he most part. He can have part. a website. But I guarantee that every little town out there has got some old boy. Just like him, they could probably get that done for you. And finally, y'all, we got the book coming up. Uh, the book I'm working on. Got the next chapter done, so we're four chapters in. I think you guys are going to dig it. And with that said, we're going to hear a word from my pastor, the homesteading pastor. The word of the day is character. The definition for character is one of the attributes or features that make up and distinguish an individual. Unfortunately, the word character is not a word you hear used 
often in our culture today. But I've often said, our character is defined or determined by what we do in the dark or by what we do when nobody's around, nobody's watching. That is the real person that we really are. Bam. And what we do in those times will be on display and evident in the light. Well, I'll jump the gun on that a little bit. <laughs> hey, but check him out, y'all. Pastor Lon, check him out over there. The home, or it's homesteading pastor over there on YouTube. But I'm telling you what, on a little side note, man, I probably listened to that Mary Did You Know um, song that his two boys, um, Gavin and Corey, sang as a duet. And without a doubt, I'm telling y'all the best version of that song I've ever heard in my life. I mean, man, those boys can sing. Yeah. I yeah, sat there. Can. I sat there. Wrote, I, I listened to him do the uh, Silent Night just before we started recording here. And I'm like, man, I wrote on there. I was like, man, I could listen to that boy sing Three Blind Mice. And I would listen to it over and over again. I'm telling you what, man. Awesome, 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 folks. Go over there. Check it out. Subscribe. You're going to be glad you did. Not only for the message, but I'm telling you what. uh, That boy, those boys have got some. We were talking. I was like. I'll tell you what, why ain't Christian radio playing guys that yeah. sing like this? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of Christian music is a, is a lot of underproduced music where many of which don't have a fraction of the talent that he has. That boy is it's something It's intentionally else. bland, I think. I'm starting to wonder that myself. I really, I really am starting to wonder that where you hear him sing, man, you could put him in a black church and those people would be, <laughs> I'm telling you what, they'd drop him in the middle of a black church in New Orleans and then people would be on their feet. I'm Bring telling him you, and Jeff Lawton out there again. Man. <laughs> we'll have Jeff Lawton do a permaculture thing and then yeah, <laughs> Corey pick up the rear, man. But I'm telling you what, you could drop him down anywhere and people would be on their feet, put him to tears. All right, y'all, good news, bad news, or rather bad news, good news. Um, all right, like I said, for every bad news thing, we're going to provide you one or two good ones. So check this out, y'all. And many of you might know, I'm guessing a lot of you don't, but right now 3,000 Dutch farmers are being bought out by the government because of, um, dig this, EU emissions laws. Now, I understand that there's a whole lot of farmers out there doing things in a way that are probably not the best for the planet. But these things have to be done incrementally. I always say these are wars that we don't win in miles. We win them in inches. And when you suddenly do something like this, you got problems, nephew. Yeah, the solution to incorrect farming isn't cancel farming like everywhere. We still need food until we transition into the correct way to do things. Well, they got a nitrogen uh, uh, meister or czar or whatever they got over there. And uh, they're saying, basically, we're going to we'll pay you off for 100 percent of what your farm's worth right now. But if we if we have to do it next year, well, you know, you're going to be forced out. That, I'm like, that doesn't that didn't make any food. Exactly. <laughs> didn't grow any food. And there's not another place on the planet that produces more food than the Netherlands. And then like on the heels of that, this is something older, but it's the same thing. Um, Twenty five hundred dollar a day fine for every piece of livestock right there in new zealand what yes yes man when they talk about you will eat bugs and be happy or however you put it guess what they're setting it up hold on hold on that's where our deer antler velvet comes from dad Ooh. yeah i started taking it by the way i ain't getting punked by another 
I don't even know what. <laughs> Son, you better get them T levels up. You better get you better get them T levels kicking. Would be juice to the gills. <laughs> well, the, the point being is that all of this, they are literally starving us out, y'all. I know a lot of people. I, I keep asking myself, at what point? I mean, I remember talking to Pastor Lon about this months ago. Like, at what point does it take to wake folks up? So, yeah, what's their reasoning behind, like, no livestock and Got to save the planet. That's what they say they're doing. They're saving the planet by getting rid of, like, some of, like, that meme that was going around. You are the carbon they want to reduce. This is exactly, y'all, this is why people dog me sometimes. They're like, I don't need to hear a history component to everything. Well, guess what? If you don't like it, you might want to tune out now because this is exactly what Joseph Stalin did right after the Bolshevik revolution. Well, it wasn't right after because obviously it wasn't him in charge at first, but when Stalin came in there and it always kills me, everybody wants to talk about Hitler. Stalin killed far more people than Hitler ever dreamed of. Mao killed even more. Uh, Hitler Pol killed Pot the wrong people though. Well, every, everything else was intentional. <laughs> Hitler killed the wrong people. Well, Hitler, I won't, I won't go on the side. Well, if he was, man, we, that's something you can't open up that can of worms right now. That's, that's entirely too complex to drop on the feet of everybody right now. But seriously, Stalin, the dude killed more people in the most brutal, diabolical kind of ways. And the things that he imposed on his own troops right there in world war two, but everybody wants to talk about Hitler. Mal, how many people did he kill? And guess what? They used the same exact playbook. They, what did they do? Okay, so they basically rolled out all the farmers in Ukraine and through uh, other parts of Russia, rolled them out, and then all of a sudden you put uh, little commissars in charge. Don't know anything about farming. And then what happens? Uh, every, a whole lot of people die. That's what happens. Same thing happened in Zimbabwe. Same thing happened in Cambodia. Same thing. Okay, you, so they murder the intelligentsia that have any kind of sense and then bring this in. But I can't get nobody to wake up. No. I can't get anybody to wake food up. Food still comes from the grocery store, Dad. Yeah, well, you better wake up and smell the corruption or fall asleep drinking the hemlock. That's exactly how this is going down, y'all. We have got, I know everybody is numb. And myself included, y'all. I, I don't want to talk about this. But I've got to give you a historical backdrop because they know this is why the fourth turning by Strauss and Howe, this is why it's so important. Every 80 years, we've talked about it before. You got four turnings, you know, that happened within that 80 years. At the end of 80, at the end of every every 80 years is a saculum. Well, the people that understood the problems in the beginning are now old people or died. Okay. So that's why we keep going through the same nonsense over and over and over again because we refuse to learn from history. This has happened over and over again, and here we are still repeating it. I feel like a broken record. And I, I know that to a great extent, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir out here, but also, I guess, to a certain degree, you know, this is some of that people care because I do feel rather cathartic when I get this off my chest. <laughs> that just has a vent to you for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So here we are. Some good news, y'all. <laughs> this might seem a little uh, brutal, but yeah. Ex-Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey faces five years in prison for perjury. Okay, check this out. Uh, for the crime of lying under oath to Congress, Jack Dorsey, the former CEO of Twitter, of course, faces a minimum five years in the pokey. Im Dorsey infamously and falsely claimed that Twitter, quote, does not shadow ban conservatives and independent voices. Well, 
We're finding out that's a lie. Yeah, it's also just a minor charge as well because he was completely fine with child uh, pornography being passed around. Oh, and he knowingly didn't know about let that. that. No, he admitted that he that it's all his fault and he allowed all of that to happen. So you put him under the jail or toss him to the pigs. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe we need a pig feeder of like the month. Tomorrow, though, not 10 years from now. Well, that's that's the reason why so much of this stuff persists is that, you know, crimes aren't dealt with decisively yeah. and in commensurate with the crime, you know. But sadly, just like all the others, I mean, I don't it, it seems like no matter like that Sam Bankman fraud or what scamman scam Bankman fraudman, whatever his name is. Yeah, that clown, they pick him up right before he's about to testify. Seem like a coincidence to you? Yeah. <laughs> and um Oh, gee, yeah. So what's going to actually probably put him in country club prison? Jack Dorsey will probably never even go to court. I mean, we do, folks, this is why we do what we're doing here. This is why we have the podcast. Because you better start looking. Because nobody, as cliche as it's becoming, nobody's coming to help. So you better get loose or get lost. That's almost a guy you send to a female prison. <laughs> he ain't going to make it. <laughs> Who? Bank, Bankman? Bankman? Fraudman? Yeah. yeah every other he ain't going to make it. I'd like to know after hearing this clown talk, who said, yep, yeah, I, I think I'll go ahead and do some venture capital on this clown. Good night. Well, check this one out. Here's another good one. Well, it's a helpful one. We'll call that. Okay. 25 ways people earn money during the Great Depression. I'll just kick off a couple. Because, you know, we're heading into the greatest depression at some point in time. I mean, it's a mathematical certainty. Okay, so they caught and sold fish, clams, and crabs. They made and sold homemade fudge. How about that? Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was one of the big things. They started a lunch wagon. That's actually where the gut truck came from. So people started doing mobile food, food businesses. Trucks. Yeah, that's where it all came about. Um they grew, picked, and sold berries. I mean, they were going out there like, how about this? Gorilla gardening. Yeah. They were gorilla gardening, and then they were going out there also grabbing a bunch of berries that they would wild forage for, you know, keep enough for themselves. Huh. Sound a lot like permaculture? Selling homemade baked goods like pies, selling eggs for 25 cents a dozen. So what you're getting at is all of it goes back to food. When Every everything collapses, Every, some the main currency is food. Well, it's funny. I'll, I'll go down here a little bit further. So selling apples. And a lot of those apples, especially in the South, the ones that uh, Sherman didn't destroy on his march to the sea, well, that's why we encourage it. You're, you're hearing a little bit of overlap here, y'all. So this is why we encourage so many people grow perennials, grow these fruit and nut crops. They keep on giving, especially things like Apple, where they come up at a time of year where nothing else really is outside of pumpkins and a few others. And you can you get the right Apple. Like, let's say, like, we got a whole bag of the Arkansas Blacks down there. Yeah. Man, they keep forever in a day, and they actually get better with age. This is all stuff that they were doing, Mike, there. I mean, this is in the top. I mean, all these, man, how many selling homegrown produce? That's another thing they did. They were buy produce and then resell it from door to door. So I could go on and go on and. You know, they were, of course, doing shoveling and all that kind of stuff. But making quilts, I mean, that became pretty yeah. big because obviously people were cold. So the reason I'm reason that's a good news thing, just like, the well, obviously, Jack Dorsey with the p potential of going to jail is good news to me. Um, I'd love to see it. And I pray that all these other people are dealt with decisively. Um, but this one here is, it's a good, helpful piece of news, okay? So all those things, if you sit there and look at this list, 
I'm talking like the 25 ways, y'all. You're going to realize that it was just permaculture. Yeah. That's all it was. When it failed, they resorted back to permaculture. How about that? I mean, they weren't calling it permaculture back then, but that's exactly what it was. And that's what we need to get back to, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. Man, I love that jam. I love all that stuff from the Highway Band, son. Yeah, I didn't know which part of that you actually wanted me to play, Dad. Well, my favorite part about it, I mean, I I just love those old country songs. I really do, y'all. I mean, that's one of those things, you know, where I was talking about in the tip of the day, you know, focusing on others when you get aggravated. Honestly, man, I listen to those old, I mean, they seem like old songs to everybody else because that was real country, not that garbage you're playing right now. Did you see the album art? To that one? It's no. like they were all retired by the time they got together. Well, they were for the most part. <laughs> I mean, well, those old, oh, man, those old guys didn't ever retire, man. But it was a, um, I mean, all the stuff the Highwaymen did, I just love it, man. It, it's one of those things that'll bring you back, make you relax, honest music. People played instruments. My favorite part yeah. of that song really is the guitar. I love it. I love that electric guitar. All right, y'all, into the topic. Hopefully we didn't bring it down a little bit, but honestly, I'm hoping you understand the historical backdrop to what I was saying there. All right, y'all. Volunteerism, the value of it. And is it even worth doing? Once again, there's another tapestry here. We talked about the tip, focusing on others. We talked about some of what was going on in this good and bad news. And then honestly, getting down to brass tacks. Now, in the past, I was, I remember even all the way back when I was an apprentice, I would do work for Habitat for Humanity. And that was work I, I didn't get paid for. I went out there. I would, there was a, it was a twofold reason. Number one, at the time, I'm a union electrician. We don't do residential work. So the only way you were going to learn any, even though the electrical theory applies the same, the only time you were ever going to get any residential work was if you went out there volunteering for Habitat houses. Well, I went out there. Number one, because, and boy, there's one messed up story about that one, too. The one that we did next to Chuck's house, that one Habitat house there. And your mom was on news in Oklahoma City. Boy, that's a story for another day when she started tripping. Anyhow, we did a Habitat house over there, and turns out the people they put in there were as trashy as all get out. We go up to my brother's house, who had the house next door, and sure enough, um... We see these dead puppies in the backyard. They, I mean, it's dead of summer. Oklahoma, I mean, hot as all get out. Felt like you were in the middle of the Serengeti. All but one of them puppies was dead. And so we made some calls anyway. Your mom, she doesn't, your mom's pretty laid back, easy going. She doesn't start losing her mind until the news crew shows up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Y'all, I mean, she was demure. Everything was cool. And she didn't know they were there. Next thing I know, she is tripping. And I'm like, oh, no, man. The one thing they're going to play on that move. Yeah, she made the news. Well, I had to, I out, <laughs> apparently they put me on the news instead. And um, anyway, I did a lot of this habitat work. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of those people that those houses went to really were not, they really weren't good people from what I could tell. And that's just one example I could provide. I've also done like uh, volunteerism for places like, Christmas in October. 
another example where I remember, and I think I even talked about it briefly in a podcast. We're in Kansas City, and we're going out there. We get a gang of all the skilled trades out there. We go to all these houses in the hood. And when I first got into it, I thought, okay, um, yeah, we get to help out a lot of old folks that are hurting, you know. I went out there, got my apprentice, a guy named Fotu. We go out there. We go to this one house. And I go in, walk inside. There's this giant big screen. And I swear it was cold. It was, well, October in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Kansas City, Missouri on that side. Get in there. We, as soon as we get in the house, I got my tool bag and everything, kind of getting the lay of the hand, land, and this house stank to high heaven. Giant big screen TV and three hood rats sitting on the couch saying, hey, man, get out of the way, man. You stand in front of the TV. I said, grab your bag, Fotu. Walked out of there. I didn't come back. I'm like, okay, this is how it's going down. I go back to the person that was dispatching people, and I said, hey, if it ain't some retired person, don't even send me. Yeah. So I go back out, and then they send me to this old lady that um, 80 years old, single, getting blasted every time she grabs a hold of that ceiling fan, so I fixed that for her. And um, extraordinary woman. Devoted herself completely, completely to teaching inner-city kids how to read and write. Here she was, 80 years old, literally flipping coins, determining whether or not she's going to take her heart medication or whether or not she's going to eat cat food. And she's getting blasted every time she gets a hold of this ceiling fan. And I remember having to fight back the tears. She intentionally didn't get married. You know, lived a life just so she could fully devote herself to this craft of education. To which she's got to be looking back if she's still alive, saying, well, well, she's going to be very, very ancient by now, but... She's going to look back and say, good night, man. I spent all this. I sacrificed everything for this, and this is what we've become. And um, the astonishing thing to all this was I told him, I said, look, don't ever send me out to somebody that isn't infirmed or old or anything like that. I'm not going to ever go back. So you get burned on some of this volunteerism, but you also have some pretty awesome things. That lady, I'll never forget her story. And every time I hear about people, well, the powers that shouldn't be giving money over to whatever country to go murder more people, yeah. I think about her every single time. And I think about at that time in America, there's never been a time in my life where we weren't murdering somebody on the planet. And um, I think about these billions that go over there, and I think about all the people infirmed like her who are flipping those coins. And only thing they have to rely on are people like me, the goodwill of people like me. So whatever disposable money I have, I have got to look after these folks. And folks, you've got to do the same too. You may be one of those people that might be the recipient of the kindness of somebody else. Well, pay it forward. That's where volunteerism comes in. But there's also this other element too. And part of it has to do with the YouTube video we just put out today. We went out there and we volunteered to help out those chefs. For yep. no thought of reward, am I wrong, son? No. Yeah, you're right. No thought of reward. They were just friends that... Needed needed electrical help. And a lot of it. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back this Sunday to do a, a couple bits more of, you know, things they need done. But the point being is that you're going to find out when you do some of this volunteer work, the opportunities it opens up for you. And what I'm going to get back to, it's going to be really on the heels of something we've discussed in the past. Because I've done this volunteer for, it started off, she was working at another place. She's the head chef there. And 
she saw my t-shirt. I was actually wearing one of Eric Sider's t-shirts, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. And um, it's a conversation starter in the best kind of way. That's what I love about his shirts. I mean, you can communicate. He communicates a powerful point. And he does it in such a way that where people will come up and talk to you. So she and I began a conversation. And then it led to them coming out visiting. And then it led to, okay, they buy their own place after having worked for others for how many years and doing pop-ups, you know, saving every yeah. penny they have. Well, going out there to help them out with, no, like I said, no thought of reward. Now, all of a sudden, y'all, when they got their scrap program in, in place, who do you think is front of the line? Yeah. Yeah. Or out. whenever their friends have their scrap, uh, uh, scrap things put in place. Well, you programs. know, who, well, you know what I didn't realize is that their friends next door at that, uh, health food store yeah. you walked into. Yeah. Well, they're friends with them also. How long is it going to be before they say, Hey, you know, Hey, I know a guy named Billy, man. He's going to help save you a ton of money on your, um, disposal costs because that ain't cheap. Yeah. And everybody's trying to save every dime they can. Well, that opens up. How many other chefs do they know? It opens that up to me too. All by volunteering. I didn't ask for any of this. And frankly, a lot of this stuff, I can't, I'm already up to capacity now. I mean, a lot of people don't think about that, especially if you live rurally. That's something I didn't really uh, think about until they brought it up today was the disposal costs. Right. And how they have to pay more if it's like biodegradable and stuff like that. Well, I've talked about it before, like the Asian people at the Asian grocery store. They were all about it because they're like, well, the guy comes twice a week, man. If you if you getting your stuff, it's going to keep me from having to send him out twice a week. Yeah. So you're a blessing to them. They're a blessing to you. And it all comes back in many ways to volunteerism. I didn't ask to get paid. I didn't ask for biscuits. I didn't ask for anything. I just yeah. came out here and volunteered. I knew the need existed. And folks, I can't even tell you how many other times by making myself available I cannot even tell you how many other doors have been opened to me just by volunteering, not with any thought, just, you know, pray to the Lord that he'll open up opportunities for you, especially when you're in a bad place. And you have to be able to, you have to do it without any expectation outside of that. You have to do that and understand that you're going to volunteer or give to these people. And then it's going to just literally drop off after that and then keep in mind there's also i'm not going to go in too much detail about this but i think we're going to hit a little bit on it in the q a so you know as well as i do that you're going to volunteer to help people that you thought were good people oh yeah and then how many times have we found out as a family and some quite recently where you know you volunteer to go help somebody and then you wind up getting robbed 30 ways to sunday yeah um i'm talking I'm I'm talking like pretty locally. I'm talking like in the town I live in where you've done more for, let's say, a single person than the top other 20 people after that person. And then you still get screwed by volunteering. You're not, look, you're always going to have that stinker, y'all, and you can't let it soil you, but you're going to come across so many worthwhile people. So many, because honestly, when you're in the mode of volunteerism, do you know how many other selfless people you come across? Yeah. Especially when you're doing something without any thought of reward. And then as you're beginning a conversation out there, Hey, well, you know, what do you do for fun? What do you do for this? And then you'd be shocked at how many doors open up to you. But if you go into it thinking, well, I'm going here. I mean, I remember this church we used to go to back in Oklahoma and it used to drive me crazy. First thing out of this guy, he would talk and say in Sunday school was, what do you do for a living? And you turn out, come to find out he was qualifying people to right. figure, you know, he was there for business connections. 
He wasn't there for anything else. And then, you know, he would, he would cozy up to the people that were, you know, you're going to see through those people. So you avoid them. So you cannot let, because even your mom was saying you get so jaded, like with the latest thing that just happened, like over the last week yeah, that you get so jaded when you get robbed and screwed so many times that it gets you to the point, if you're not careful that you don't even want to help nobody anymore. Yeah. And you have to make sure you don't get to that point because I mean, yeah, you just have to make sure you don't get to that point. It's like whenever you do like social media, like YouTube, you ask anybody out there. I remember talking from uh, Jason at So The Land, and I remember him telling me, and he's right, that typically when you go through the comments and you're looking, the one you have all these people giving you a cheer saying, yep. way to go. Good job, man. Love what you're doing. Thank you very much. It was edifying. And then there'll be this one stinker on there that may have a bad day, and he's going to ruin your day too. Unless Doesn't it happen is to an, me no more though. <laughs> well, unless it is an EMP shield video in which every single <laughs> troll <laughs> comes out the, comes out of the woodworks. I didn't even know there were trolls on Brighton. Yeah, <laughs> there are. Yeah, they're yeah. they're aimed at us too. I, yep. Danny came out with one today too. Not a single troll on there that I seen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're just aimed at us. Um, but you know, that thing works, man, man. When people are going out of yeah. their way when they, in fact, you could tell by the syntax that the, it's a little bit off. So you can suspect that maybe when trolls bots. have conversations with each other, either you are the most hated person on the internet <laughs> or, or, or it's you, just bots. Or you find out that some of these bots have had an account like uh, right. pinball preparedness said for about a day when you go and look. Yep. So, but you're always going to have those naysayers. We talked about that last time. You're always going to have these people, but if you you cannot let that get you down because I'm telling you, from somebody that's been involuntary, it's been a huge part of my life. Massive. If you do this without any thought of reward and you ask the Almighty to guide your steps, you will be utterly shocked at what opens up to you. You're really not going to believe it. So so remember, take it like that old saying says, you know, take the crookeds with the straights. Hang in there. Don't worry. There's a lot more wonderful experiences than bad. Well, I love that old bluegrass. Oh, yeah, Nickel Creek, y'all. Um, check this one out, son. This is not necessarily permaculture. Well, I guess anything is permaculture these days. This here is Old McDonald. We hear from Old McDonald quite a bit. Always <laughs> awesome stuff. I can't go through all of it because it's rather lengthy, so I'm going to try to give you a synopsis of it. Okay. Um, well, i got to read some of this. Um, thank you, by the way, for the kind words. He says, let me say I witnessed a couple of supernatural events in my lifetime, so the stuff is real, and I take it serious as a heart attack. Basically, he wanted to know like how the casting out of a demon came out in the in the event that we witnessed. You have no idea how timely this is, old McDonald. Um, yeah, you have no. Uh, That's a podcast topic. Yeah, well, um, when I'm saying timely, because we've been really having conversations about some of this thing that has happened of, as of late. Um, I can't go into any detail. I really can't. Maybe in the future, maybe in private circles, I could probably do it. But he was basically saying at the holidays they were there. He was. 
saying some Bible verse and he saw the countenance in the face of a person there change a person he loves. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, they're seeing some behavior out of this person that is otherworldly. And, um, it says, and he says here, um, you know, how does one even begin the process? Does there need to be multiple believers in Christ as a person who is possessed? I'll be honest with you. Oh, McDonald, when I did this, I honestly didn't have a clue about what I was doing. Turns out I did it wrong. And when I say wrong, I did it wrong. And there's consequences for doing it wrong. Yeah. I had to go seek the help of somebody. Um, there was my friend, Granny. Um, I knew she would have answers. So I reached out to her. She hooked me up with this with another person that's been doing this sort of thing since the 60s. So we did exactly what she said to do. We went back, did it right. Because it happened all in my house. I mean, these were not people that currently live here, but they were somebody that we were looking after, and it happened. And the most astonishing part about all this is that when you tell the parent what had happened, there wasn't even a natural curiosity to say, let me get this right. Hold on. You did what? So What happened to my child? So take your experience, old McDonald. Take what you're experiencing right now, but you're the only one that notices. Uh, flip flip it so where nobody else it's like you tell anybody else that it happened and it's just blank expressions that that is what was going on well i just got to the bottom of it i think old mcdonald didn't want me to identify i'm sorry about that homie i didn't see it till the very end um well i didn't say your real name hopefully hopefully your mama didn't name you old mcdonald um (laughs) but the point being um i guess the cat's out right now bro um point being when we did all this and if you were to tell me that one of my children this happened to, as a parent, I would be, I would have at least a natural curiosity to say, say what? Yeah. At least inquire about it. There <laughs> wasn't even a question when it was revealed on several, at least two to three occasions. Yeah. Not even the natural. So I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not an expert on this sort of thing. Um, I really don't know. Maybe you want to reach out to Pastor Lon. And uh, maybe I will, too, to ask, you know, if he's ever dealt with anything like this or there are people that specialize in that sort of thing. But, man, I am telling you, the countenance, I've heard so many stories as of late where um, I remember praying for this guy, man. There was something weird that happened, man. And I'm getting the creeps just thinking about it. I was going through Asheville and I seen this guy on the corner and I was like kind of praying for him. And then I'm telling you, dude, his eyes just burst out the side of his head like he's looking at me as I'm turning and I'm like, good night, man. Huh. What is going on here? Sounds about right. So this, I mean, there was not too long ago. Do you remember me asking you about like, can you see people's countenance? Because I kept getting weird. Like people were freaking staring at me like evil stares. I remember like walking down Mars Hill or I was parking like right in front of the coffee shop in Mars Hill. And there was a lady walking across the road up higher up near the, the church that church up there. And as she's like walking, her and her husband are walking across her husband's walking like normal. And as she's walking down to over to that pizza place, she's staring at me with like this most evil, like stare. And as she's walking, her head is turning like, like it's pivoting, but like her, the rest of her body isn't acting as if she's watching me. Wow. Yeah. But there was that same day. There was that, There was another one at Ingalls. It was like people weren't, it's like people were looking at, it's like their countenance was, was recognizing me as 
something that they shouldn't be around or something. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe that's a good sign, son. Well, yeah, definitely a good sign. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a very odd behavior that I didn't know how to explain. Yeah, either. and I got a feeling we're seeing we're going to see a lot more of that. So, um, and I was checking my shirt because I didn't know if I was wearing one of Dad's shirts or what. Like, what what is going on oh, around I see. here? Yeah, like, maybe. <laughs> am I wearing Make Men Men again or something? I, I didn't know what was going on, but it happened like four times that day. Wow. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. I got one from Fountain. If you're yeah, go ahead. Um, this is from Reset Remedy. Ha ha ha. Discode. You coined a new term, Billy. Own it. Discode from, you said, uh, instead of discount code for EMP Shield, you said discode last. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like I say that. we go with it. Discode, man, but we're confused, everybody. Discode. We'll and then Libertas, money. Libertas 91 says, pimp smacking us with reality and solutions. Bam, Hashtag bam. tip a pimp. Brah. That's that's Joel's day. Jack. You can't take that. Brah. Yeah, I like I'm that's that's I'm I got both guns, baby. Yeah, that's a little shout out to my man Joel Thomas. From Kill the Mockingbird. There you go. Uh quick update. We processed 15 birds. And this here's Van Gogh. Uh last weekend. Have them in the freezer. Thank you so much for putting out this information. Give me the confidence confidence to even try it. He said his wife even helped out. And she's a trained chef and recognized your processing talents right away. Well, thank you so much for that. It, uh, do you guys have, uh, when do you guys have your next class? I'll be honest with you. Um, we had, we had a really, thank you first of all, and kudos to you and your wife for doing it. It's a tough, very tough thing when you take the life of anything. And, uh, I don't, I don't in any way take it as a flip thing. In fact, if anybody ever butchers with me, you know, we're going to pray beforehand because it's a very sacred act. Not even going to hold back, y'all. It's what it is. Okay. Um, regarding classes, we, I'm going to reach out to one of the festivals we're doing. If we kind of teased it out just a tiny bit in the beginning of the program, not for any sneaky reasons or whatever, but we're probably going, if we kick off what we're trying to kick off, it is going to require a hundred percent of our time. Right. So as far as classes and stuff, until this project, this building project, if we do it, until that's done, I don't really see us having any more. We're going to be on autopilot on a lot of things around here. We won't be doing any chicken tractor on steroids for a while. Yeah, We'll have the chickens. I mean, we're going to keep holistic grazing, and then the chickens are going to follow them. We'll put the pigs. We'll do them in the woods. We'll have our regular chores, but we're going to have to require everything we have going against this project because, frankly— I feel like we all need this kick in the pants. And I think this is exactly what is needed right now in these times when everybody is having a really tough time. You know, I, I think everybody needs, I'm a big believer in big projects, things that scare you. And this is one of those things. And um, it's probably going to require everything we have. So I'm not sure when we're going to be doing a class. I got a comment from Danny OTK. Uh, hashtag tip a pimp. Put some Hickory Ridge soap on that cat. Turn that feline into a roaring lion. That's where I got it from earlier. Yeah, son, you were you were stumbling all over yeah. it, man. You gotta you gotta make something like that smooth. All right, this is from Merlin, <laughs> but it's spelled Merlin. All right, William, you're killing me. I guess Billy's not the only butcher in the family. It's pronounced Merlin, like the magic. Oh man, Fountain App just skyrocketed me up to the top. 
um, like the magician of King Arthur's court with the internet being what it is. I couldn't use the normal spelling, been using it over 20 years. And as a woodworker, I also go by Merlin, the wood wizard. Thanks for the mention and all you do. James Markle, hashtag Tim's tip a pimp. Okay, your Jane, your name is James Markle. Why are you going by Merlin? Merlin. <laughs> and not spelling it right. No, no, man, hey, man. Hey, you know what that worse. reminds me of? Merwin. <laughs> yeah. I knew Merwin. Yeah, I knew a guy named Merwin, and William called him like the redneck wizard. He said, the trailer he? park wizard like or the- something. <laughs> <laughs> Merwin, boy, he was a piece of work, man. And he, I really like Merwin. He's a good guy, man. Merwin. Merwin. Merwin T. Um, his wife even called him Merwin T. Boy, she'd get, to, she'd get fired up at him, boy. Merwin being a bond. All right, uh, Lorenzo. Always some good stuff from Lorenzo. I had, I, apparently, there was a number of comments out there that he had uh, made, and I got confused. So he's like, he was asking about the crime rate. Man, I hope I ain't messing this up again. He says, is the crime rate something to be concerned about there? In Nashville? No, in, well, in Tennessee. I mean, Oh, well, in Tennessee? No. Uh, yeah, I think it depends on where you go. Um, cool well, thing about Asheville is the crime right here. You can beat them all up as yeah, we you don't need prove. to be armed. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, I'll take that back, man. There's some weird stuff, so you don't want to be anywhere near there. I'll, I'll tell you what happened at that uh, my chiropractor's office uh, the other day. Any job recommendations? I really don't know, my man. I mean, yeah, I don't know infrastructure. Infrastructure jobs in Tennessee because they just had a huge population boost. Um, so they're going to be building infrastructure, especially like outskirts of Knoxville and Nashville. Well, he says, what are your thoughts on shedding from the Vax? Strong believer in it, which is exactly why every single day, every day I take that, my version of the Zelenko, Dr. Zev Zelenko, um, his protocol, which, uh, is going to be quercetin, zinc, vitamin C. But y'all, if you knew how many vitamins I take in the course of a day. Yeah. People ask what's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I bust them out and I take them, and people think I'm like sick or something. That these are prescription meds. No, I, I put them in like a vitamin or like a. Well, he puts it in a weekly planner. <laughs> he uses that weekly weekly planner for a single day. Yeah, I'm a strong believer in that uh, shedding, and um, that's exactly why I'm trying to tell everybody in my family, you got to stay at least on the very minimum of that Zelenko protocol because you can't get that zinc into your cells without some kind of ionophore, as I understand it. So there's, you know, quercetin, which is a good one. That's what uh, Zelenko came up with. And uh, every once in a while, I was, I've was i been taking that horse pace. I ain't even going to lie. I ain't going to tell you to do it. Oh, ivermectin. Yeah. But also, I think you can get ivermectin over the counter now in Tennessee. I think you can get it without a prescription. I think that's what I huh. heard. So he's also saying here, um, he said, I heard you try to cover my uh, additional questions. Man, I hope I got it right this time, Lorenzo. However, uh, you were looking at my original email. Okay. I really want, okay, it says, I really like the sound of your butchery classes. That's something I'd be personally interested in. Um, just wanted to let you know your con- your uh, content is very inspirational. Thank you so much, Lorenzo. And he's got more here. Um, and he's also been inspired by some of the stuff we said, you know, to go out there and try their own business, try their end at their home business. That's what we're all going to have to do, Lorenzo. I'll be honest with you. But regarding the butchery class, I think I got a couple more scheduled. One of them I'm not 100% sure about. And the other one I'm going to have to tell the people that are organizing it. I just simply am probably not going to be able to do it because we got big, big, big things going on right now. And uh, that's why that electronic one is really the best I can do. Not to say that it won't happen, but right now I'm really not. I really can't mess with them right now. Yeah. We got so much going on. Um, This one's from Pieces. 
Love the new segment from the pastor. I want to recommend a podcast called Teach Me the Bible. It really makes the Bible easy to understand and puts it all in context as a unified story and has helped my personal faith walk immensely. As well, made me more aware of biblical prophecy unfolding before our eyes. Keep it up, my brothers in Christ. Hashtag Jesus is King. Hashtag tip a pimp. Amen. I'm going to have to check that out, too. I, you know, I got one uh, podcast from Michael Heiser called the Naked, Naked Bible Podcast. Huh. And, um, man, that's really it's really something. But honestly, y'all, because we do so much work around here, and a lot of times we're working by ourselves, and I'm filling my head with uh, – I've been taking less of what's been going on in this world. I'm, I'm aware of what's going on. I just don't need to hear it said on five or different podcasts. So I'm taking that other time. And like I said, every single day it starts with I got to pray, got to spend time in the Word. If I don't do that, y'all, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a bad day for me. Yeah. And I'm probably going to not be the the kindest person. I have got to put on that full armor. And I've been doing it stronger and stronger every day. And I know this may drive some people crazy, but I'm telling you what, y'all better be prayed up. You better be saved up. You better ask Jesus to come into your hearts, y'all, because I'm telling you, we are in, it doesn't feel like it just yet, but I'm telling you, because I understand history. I've been studying it a long time. We are on the precipice of something that is undreamed of in this country, undreamed of. And you better be ready. We always say stay alert, stay alive, but you better be ready. But first, what that means is that you better have your soul ready above all that other stuff. I mean, I'm, I say permaculture is my passion, but above all that, far above it, I make no bones about the fact that I'm a blood-bought soldier of Christ. And you might want to seriously consider being one as well. That's why I'm so glad that Pastor Lon agreed to do that little segment in there. Yeah. Anything we can do to, you know promote what he's doing out there. And he's got some fantastic messages. All right. Got one here from Colleen. Uh, oh, check this one out. Check it. Uh, thanks for sending me that sample to keep moose away. She's up in Alaska. Oh, wow. Put it on a garden brushes. And so far so good in Homer, Alaska. Now they're about to get a big dump of snow and she's wondering, okay, how's it going to work out now? It just occurred to me that, man, you might want to go a little bit higher. <laughs> in those trees. Yeah. Oh man. I sure hope that keeps working for you. Yeah, Thank you so was, much. Well, yeah, those moose are already tall. We got another one from Ron D. Uh, good morning, Billy. Do y'all sell the crowns to comfrey? Not yet. We kind of sold some at that last farm where you live festival to see if people were interested or not. People liked them. Well, they, yeah, they're good. Cause yeah, things going to be off and running. No time flat. Yeah. Also, I mean, there's, there's a plus and minus to the crowns. The, the minus is that they're going to be more expensive to you. Um, because it is basically a, a plant. We're not getting roots from that plant anymore. So it's going to be more expensive to you, but also the benefit of it is that you have a plant like, in a week? Well, it's going to be yeah, productive about, in no time. Soon. Yeah, yeah, it starts a, growing leaves almost immediately. Well, we're going to look at try to do, trying to do that in the spring uh, when things start kicking because yeah. we got we got we are plant. I mean, this is literally comfrey lame down here, and if the things we have going on happen, it look we're look. I know we got. I, I know things are grim. I know that. But look, y'all, like I keep saying, we're not given to a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to keep on preparedness, but I'm also going to, I'm not going to vacillate. I'm not going to sit here and act as if it all is going to fall apart tomorrow. You got anything else, son? Yeah, I got one from J15230. 
Hashtag tip a pimp. Hashtag tip a butcher. My record for hanging a deer is about three months. The temps dropped and it froze sw- solid while hanging, and that's how long it was before I was, it was workable again. Good night. Three months. Man, I just posted that last thing I posted. Hey, for anybody out there getting a deer, man, check out my deer processing video. I guarantee you've never seen anybody process a deer like this. It's a very elegant way of doing it. Yeah. And it's a high-end way of doing it. And instead of just ripping out the back straps and the tenderloins, maybe, maybe look at how I'm doing this because number one, I made it to where I guarantee you can get it done. And these kids that dropped this deer off that oh, time, man. man, they, I mean, it was like Hannibal Lecter came up with that. Hold thing. on. I got one more dad. This is from Strider 47. Billy lives a high quality, low consumption lifestyle until it comes to biscuits, apple donuts, and deer antler velvet. <laughs> then it's high quality and high consumption. Hashtag tip a pimp. Also, I vote for Calamity Jane. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Negative. Yep. Negative. Thugalicious. What did I say? Thug- Thugnificent. Thug- okay, I thought should have said gangsterlicious and thugnificent. All okay. the old Either school w- listeners to the boondocks will know what yeah, we're talking that's about. From way back. All right, y'all. Hopefully this has been a blessing to you. That's going to do it for us. Until next time, stay alert. Stay alive.